visit RTI on the web at english.rti.org.tw. Hello and welcome to Radio Taiwan International. I am Natalie So, and up this hour we have a lot of great features for you. We have Chinese to go, a free Chinese lesson, and also hashtag Taiwan, where Leslie Lau gives you the latest on social media trends in Taiwan, and status update with John and Shirley. But first join us for Here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan. It's Tuesday, February 25th. And in the studio, we have Leslie Liao. Hey, Natalie. Shirley Lin. Hello. And I am Natalie So. We'll be talking about how Taiwan is number one in the world in terms of internet speed. Also, Taiwan recently won five golds in tug of war. And should China Airlines change its name? Those stories and more coming right up. Shirley, tell us about the golds we won in tug-of-war. That's pretty cool. I know, that really is. So Taiwan's national team uh, won five gold medals and one silver at the 2020 World Indoor Tug-of-War Championship in Ireland just this past weekend. Is it the female team? It's both men and female. Oh, men um, and female. Men won two golds, women won three, and then we also won silver in the U23, that means under 23 men's 600 kilogram category. Yeah, I was looking at that. I was wondering what that U23 is. Anyway, so yeah, this is really exciting because it's a competition co-hosted by the Irish Tug of War Association and the Tug of War International Federation. And uh, the the event uh, was uh, over a course of four days in Ireland, Northwestern Ireland. Joining time were teams from Ireland, England, Scotland, Germany, Spain, Netherlands, Italy, Russia, and Japan. So besides us, one other Asian A country was countries. Japan. Wow. So I think we were up against really tough opponents, and yet we did so well. The team's head coach, uh, Rex Squaw, you know, it was really encouraging that he was there because actually he was paralyzed from a drunk driving accident oh, no. just in May last year. That's terrible. But he was there in his wheelchair, and um, this is really exciting for him. The team uh, members, they said that, you know, he can stand up again if the team wins and they won, and a pretty good re- record of that. So they already received um, messages of congratulations from the president, the vice president, and the premier. I mean, that's, yeah, that's really exciting. That's five goals. That's a lot. We're pretty strong that in tug of war. I know, we are. Why, why I, is I mean, that? <laughs> I, you wouldn't think we would be because Taiwanese don't seem to be super gigantic people, but... Um. I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, they say tug of war has more to do with uh, teamwork. teamwork. Ah, ah, that makes sense. And chemistry than it does with, with like, how bulky you how are. Bulky you are. Yeah, really. And maybe their center of gravity do you but have to be again, like something like that that one's very good at weightlifting also that's true yeah. and i remember that's... our female tug of war athletes are quite good yeah yeah and our uh, our weightlifting champion is female as well that's cool. true is it Goshin? what's her name okay i don't remember we have uh, a couple right. actually i yeah, think we do. Um, yeah that's olympic amazing. you know winners have you guys ever played tug of war when i was in elementary school we did elementary school. yeah <laughs> and I mean, uh you were part of the school team or no it was just just for fun, PE, PE class. I don't remember if I did. I've done it for yeah, as a little kid. It's yeah. hard. Yeah. It is. Okay. 
it is hard. It's interesting though, because yeah, you have to do it in unison, right? You yeah, have to yeah, tug yeah. in unison, yeah. right? Like plant, dragon boat. Plant yourself, plant yourself well. I think I would get bruises all over my arms. You know, I'm I'm so bad at that. You know, like holding onto the rope. And then I know my skin is like so sensitive. I'll be like, I don't know, think you would be good at Bruce. I know. Like, I don't think I am. I have terrible <laughs> upper body strength. I mean, you know, I can't even climb a tree. So that's I, how bad I am. I haven't climbed a tree before yet. I don't know, <laughs> you try. should give it a try. Maybe. Maybe. You're working out like now. sounds like fun, so actually. Should. Climbing a tree. And we should go on a field trip and do that sometime. <laughs> right. Get a new perspective on life. All right. So that's from uh, the world of sports in Taiwan. All right, there's also something that we're doing very well in, and that is our internet speed. Um, there was a recent uh, survey uh, result release. Actually, they've been taking the um, internet speeds um, for about two years from um, many countries around the world, and they discovered that Taiwan has the top speed in the world. Wow. Isn't that pretty cool? Yeah. So it's a download speed of 85 megabits per second. Wow. So that means um, web users in Taiwan on average can download a five gigabyte movie in just eight minutes. That's oh, astounding. Isn't that amazing? Wow. That's really cool. That used to not be the case too. Taiwan, I remember there was a time when Taiwan's internet lagged well behind this in, in the States. And really? the States didn't have... I don't think the U.S. has had very... Yeah, they're not in the top 10. No, so no. Taiwan is number one. Singapore is number two. The British island of Jersey is number three. Then comes Sweden, Denmark, Japan, Luxembourg, the Netherlands, Switzerland, and Norway. So many of those, uh, a few Asian countries, and then a, a lot of European countries. Um, so actually, 18 of the top 25 were in Europe. So Europe is doing pretty well as yeah. well. But Asia, of course, we're good at internet tech stuff here. Sounds about yes. right. Actually, within the past couple of years, Taiwan's internet speed has increased by about 150%. Oh. So if you feel like it's getting faster, that's because it is getting faster. Um, and analysts are saying that's because, you know, in recent years, um, internet speed has um, been a key um, element in growth. For mm. our country, you know, high tech is our most critical industry. It contributes to about 18% of the country's GDP. Um, our electronic manufacturing companies are the bulk of our manufacturing sector. So Taiwan's government has, you know, invested a lot in our digital infrastructure um, to have high internet speed. So that's pretty cool. That do you guys, do you guys right. feel it? I mean, do you guys feel like we're pretty... Well wired here. You know, I only feel it when I go back to the to the states. Oh, you compare, right? And then I compare because in the states, it's- oh, the internet goes out so often, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, like everything takes like YouTube videos take a lot longer to load. Are you oh. like in a, in a outside the city in the suburbs? No, or? I'm like I'm like well, yeah, I'm kind of in the suburbs, but still, I'm like in the Los Angeles area, which is a place that gets a lot of attention in the United States. Right, it's a metropolitan area. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, if it's not cutting to here, I can't imagine where else <laughs> it's cutting. Oh, true. We are very well set up here in, in our in our tech sector and also in our daily tech use. But like, that's the way Taiwan wants to be, right? Because we're going that whole AI route and everything. So that's I guess true. you have to have the infrastructure. And, and speed is everything. <laughs> that's true. 
And you know, there's a, an, another interesting um, article that report that came out recently. It has to do with COVID nineteen, how it may it may change the global economy and the structure of the economy, and Taiwan may have a better position in light of how China is faltering. Is actually, it have some new e-commerce. Well, in terms of smart manufacturing, because mm-hmm. um, basically China, you know, they're pretty strong in AI. Also, quantum computing and, yeah. and other, you know, the most competitive uh, new high-tech <clears throat> industries, but they haven't done that well in, in using it to contain COVID nineteen, uh-huh. right? Um, even though they are using drones to monitor, I don't know if you guys seen um, yeah. some videos yeah, hear about on this. Twitter. Like these drones will come after people who don't have masks on. Oh my yeah. goodness! And start like, oh, yeah. put on a mask, old lady. <laughs> you know, and they think I identify your old lady or your man. And oh, <laughs> I would be so terrified if that happened. I'll run away. Oh from my gosh! That drone. So they're doing that's that's even a gentle way. I mean, they have police officers and military people oh, t- yeah, coming true. after people, oh, even dragging no. them on the streets. Push you down on the ground. Yeah. If you go on Twitter and um, type in coronavirus China, you'll find some really outrageous uh, videos. Oh, no. But they are using their drones for disease monitoring, um, even meal delivery amid the outbreak. But um, some of their, I guess, what would you call it, authoritarian ways, such as lack of transparency, right, or, or disclosure, really led to a, a bigger outbreak than should have been, I, I would say. Yeah. So... Anyways, what this report is from a defense uh, think tank here in Taiwan, and they're saying that they think the Wuhan virus is likely to catalyze the structural transformation of the global economy from one centered on Chinese production to one focused on smart manufacturing. So that's an interesting thought. I mean, it looks like China is not so reliable. Um, you know, a lot of companies have to slow down production in China because of the, the major outbreak there. Well, you see what's happening with like all the major companies right now. They're all they're all shut down in China at least. And they were very all oh, like shoes, electronics, semiconductors, toys. Yeah. toys. Everything was made in China, but that also shows that's the effect of putting all your eggs in one basket, right? Yeah, right. that's right. So, I mean, news reports are saying, okay, expect slower um, delivery of toys and iPhones. I mean, that's a minor inconvenience, yeah. you know, compared to people really getting sick or, or succumbing to the disease. But yeah. I think it is interesting that this could have a big uh, economic impact on the world. And uh, this defense think tank, well, which is based in Taiwan, so, I mean, they're saying that Taiwan is well-positioned, actually, to do well in smart manufacturing, and they should take this opportunity to promote our strengths in this area. Smart manufacturing basically means, like, manufacturing that employs computer-integrated manufacturing, high levels of adaptability, rapid design changes, Internet of Things, and and Mm. things like that, so... Um, it would be interesting to see how China comes out of you know this outbreak and if it does change the economic structure of the global economy. What do you guys think? It's yeah, definitely. It's this whole thing is so huge. You just it's gonna have <sighs> reverberating repercussions throughout history. It really, like through a rock at the status quo. So once everything gets resettled, I think we can be a little pensive and look back and be like, well, how were things a year ago when it compared to after right. we got over and it? 
you know, I I mean, just last week, App, there was a report that Apple would be moving a lot of its high-end production to Taiwan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I wonder if Taiwan is set to benefit in some ways. I'm from, sure it would. Yeah, economically and um, take advantage of some restructuring that may be happening. Yeah. What do you know about Taiwan? I know who the president is. What about their local music and food? Well, hmm, what do you suggest? Tune in to Radio Taiwan International. Here at RTI, we offer the authentic Taiwan experience. You hear the sound of remote attractions, the local food, music, the lives of real Taiwanese as they live it. Visit english.rti.org.tw. Listen to the real Taiwan. Okay, some people are calling on our national carrier, China Airlines, to change its name. Tell us more about this, yeah, Leslie. This is kind of uh, interesting because as a young boy, I always also found it very confusing whenever we made our uh, yearly trips back to Taiwan. My mom's like, yeah, we're taking China Airlines. I was like, but we're not going to China. And she's just like, yeah, but I'm not. And then like she, it was one of those circular things where I kept asking why. And she really? told me not worry about it. So you were onto this when you were a little boy. I was, well, yeah, it was, it was a point of confusion for me, very much so. Mm-hmm. Um, so a Taiwanese group in the United States of all places calling on our national carrier, which is called China Airlines, to change their name to Taiwan Airlines so we don't avoid uh, international confusion. Now, this organization is the Taiwanese American Senior Society, and the two chapters are actually one in Washington, D.C., and the other one is in San Francisco, so East Bay. So they're coming together to uh, to create this petition. And the reason why they did this is because as of uh, because of this COVID nineteen outbreak, there's a lot of travel restrictions being imposed on China, and whether or not uh, Chinese airlines or you can operate uh, lines into China. And people are thinking, well, if it's got China Airlines in the name, it's got to fly to China, right? So that's why they're thinking there's been a lot of confusion when it came to restricting our national carrier, China Airlines. So have they been restricted because of their name? I don't think explicitly. No, there's mm-hmm. no, there's been no explicit like ex, anyone who says like that's the reason. But I can see where this organization organization is coming from, and. They say there's a petition on change.org, and the petition, it flat out says the Philippines on February 10th imposed a travel ban on Taiwan on the basis of the World Health Organization's listing of Taiwan as part of China's epidemic area, but the restriction was lifted four days later. And they think that a change from China Airlines to Taiwan Airlines makes it more identifiable. That makes sense. And uh, they're saying that approximately 100 countries impose strict immigration and entry controls of Chinese citizens to enter their borders. So what does it say when a plane with the words China Airlines on it lands in that airport? Like, There's panic. No. <laughs> well, they're just saying, like, you're asking to get tur- turned around. Coming. And uh, actually, this is, this is they say um, the name change may, be sens- may touch on sensitive issues that the, the, uh, the petition does say that. And they say, you know, revenue, revenue and aviation rights might be affected, but it is well within the power of the Taiwan government and it is doable and worthwhile in the long term. And uh, this isn't actually the first time that I've heard of uh, people wanting them to change their name from China Airlines. 
Uh, the other name that I've heard being bounced around, which I like a lot more, is called Formosa, Formosa. Airlines. I, I like that one. Yeah. Formosa Airlines. Formosa okay. Airlines. That has a That's history to it. Sounds better. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it has history to it, too. So I think there Beautiful. are a bunch of, you know, probably kids out there who are <laughs> like me, confused about the fact that they're flying to Taiwan on a plane called China Airlines. So I wonder what the company thinks of it, though. I mean, it would cost a lot of money. I think that's probably one of the main issues. That right? would be a huge, like, rebranding effort. Right. Mm-hmm. You it's know? a big overhaul. You have to overhaul everything from yeah, brochures to, to, to signage to the size of the plane. They probably should, like, you know, at the same time do something to upgrade their image as well. <laughs> <laughs> They have a bad record, actually, of, you know, accidents. Yeah, I mean, not recently, but not, yeah, in not times recently. past. That's like I think about, like, the travel industry is getting hit really hard right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're probably not in a position to do it, or maybe they not are. Right they're not, not in the mood to spend so much money. Yeah, there name, you go. Right? <laughs> not in the mood. <laughs> I'll do it later, maybe, they so say. That's, that's food for thought. Yeah. <laughs> The sound of the Puyuma tribe on Radio Taiwan International. Some numbers here from marriage trends from last year. There are nearly 3,000 same-sex couples who got married from uh, May, uh, end of May, when it became legalized, to the end of last year. In Taiwan? In Taiwan. Quite a lot. Um, About 2,000 were between female um, couples, and over 900 were between men. Um, In terms of uh, heterosexual marriages, there are 131,000. And about 16% were transnational. So meaning, you know, there's a foreigner in, in the marriage. Mm. Vietnam was number one as the foreigner, and then Southeast Asians. And then second largest group was from China, about 30%. Then we have about 8% from Hong Kong and Macau. Hmm. So those are some of the latest uh, marriage trends. What do you guys think? Call me optimistic. I thought there would have been more. Really? Oh, you mean same-sex couples? Yeah. Really? Oh, I think they're more vocal and they're very visible, right? Especially during the gay parade. That's true. Yeah. You, so you feel like there's a lot of them around. <laughs> so that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, I and mean, I think transnationals are are quite visible as well. Mm. Would you guys say so? Yeah. Yes. We do talk about them because it's a new development. Mm. You know, I think within the past decade or so, or a little over a decade, they have a lot of Southeast Asian and, and Chinese. Yeah, marrying right. uh, Taiwanese, so we're becoming a more diverse nation in terms of um, our marriages. I'm all for it. Love life. All for it. All right, so uh, that's what we have for you on here in Taiwan, and uh, do stay tuned for Chinese to go hashtag Taiwan and status update for here in Taiwan. I'm Natalie So. I'm Leslie Liao, and I'm Shirley Lin. We'll see ya.
Chinese go. Real Chinese for real people. Dig in. Welcome to Chinese to Go, the program where you learn authentic Chinese, the Chinese we use in real life in Taiwan. I lost my wallet yesterday. It's a real pain in the neck. Let's listen to a conversation. You don't look very happy today. You don't talk. What's the matter? Is there anything wrong? I lost my wallet. There's a credit card, an ATM card, and money inside. You lost it. How did you lose it? Where did you lose it? I have no idea. It's probably on my way to work this afternoon. I stopped by a coffee shop. You should call the coffee shop right away. Maybe someone found it. I hope so. It's a real pain in the neck. Now let's begin with the first sentence. You don't look very happy today. You don't talk. What's the matter? Is there anything wrong? You, today, means to look, to see. 快乐, happy. 不太快乐, not very happy. 都不说话. 都不说话, you don't talk. 说话, to talk. 不, means don't. 怎么了? 有什么不对吗? 怎么了? What's the matter? 有什么不对吗? Is there anything wrong? 不对, wrong. 我皮夹丢了,里面有信用卡,提款卡和钱。我皮夹丢了,皮夹wallet,丢to credit card,提款卡,an ATM card,钱。Money. There's a credit card, an ATM card, and money inside. 丢了。怎么丢的？丢在什么地方？丢了。丢了, you lost it. 怎么丢的？How did you lose it? 丢在什么地方？丢 to lose. 怎么丢的？How did you lose it? 怎么？How? 丢在什么地方？什么地方？Where? 地方 means place. 我也不知道,可能是下午上班途中,我在咖啡店停了一下。我也不知道,I have no idea. 知道 means to know. 不知道,don't know. 可能是下午上班途中,可能,probably, possible, 
下午 afternoon. 上班途中 on my way to work. 我在咖啡店停了一下。我在咖啡店停了一下。I stopped by a coffee shop. 咖啡店 coffee shop. 停 to stop to stop by. 你应该立刻打电话给咖啡店，也许有人捡到。你应该立刻打电话给咖啡店。你 you 应该 should 立刻 right away 打电话 to make a phone call. The Chinese word 打 usually means to hit, but here it means to call. 电话 a phone, 咖啡店 a coffee shop. 也许有人捡到。也许有人捡到。也许 ，perhaps, maybe， 有人 ，someone， 捡到 ，find it。希望如此，真讨厌。希望如此，希望 ，to hope。希望如此 ，I hope so。真讨厌 ，it's a real pain in the neck。讨厌 ，annoying。A pain in the neck. This week on hashtag Taiwan, I want to talk about how Taiwan has been fending off the COVID nineteen virus. Now, I'm not talking about quarantine measures or travel restrictions. I'm actually talking about this news article that's been circulating around the internet. Now, in it, the article says Taiwan has been employing the use of cute mascots to spread correct information about COVID-19, and it's very true in Taiwan. Like Japan, we love our mascots. There's <laughs> Bravo, the Formosan black bear, Taipei City's mascot, the Gaoshong Rapid Transit girls, <laughs> and the Taipei 101 Damper Baby, which is a personified version of the giant metal ball at the top of Taipei 101. That stops vibration from typhoon and earthquakes, and Taiwan doesn't just love Taiwanese mascots. We love mascots from other countries like Hello Kitty. Anyway, where does COVID-19 come in all of this? Well, the Health and Welfare Ministry is the one spearheading this campaign against COVID-19, and in order to fight misinformation, they've been resorting to maybe traditional methods like television ads or radio ads. They've also been using. Memes. Now, this one features Health and Welfare Minister Chen Shizhong. But you know what? They've gotten smart lately. They've been using one of the internet's、uh, chief amendments, which is if you want to get people's attentions, you better use a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Now, this dog is Zhongcai. He's a Shiba Inu, and he'd like to remind you that when you cough or sneeze, please cover your mouth. Now, Zhongcai is a very interesting name for this dog because in Chinese, Zhongcai might mean chairman or director general or president or any high corporate office. Cai is what we call a Shiba Inu or the breed of the dog, and he's、yeah. just so adorable. Isn't he? <laughs> Wait, that's the health minister, that's right? That's the health minister. We're talking the... about this, so. <laughs> well, check this out. This meme is very interesting. There's many layers to it. Let's delve in. It says, "Wash your hands with soap and water, and make sure you don't touch your nose, your face, or your eyes." That's the health and welfare minister just saying this is a good message. And in behind him, lurking ominously in the background, is Zhong Cai saying, "You better do it." <laughs> <laughs> Now in Taiwan, we have something called Zhang Bei Tu, which roughly translates into boomer meme. 
it often features <laughs> big pixelated images and big text and has some advice. Andrew? You're, you're saying these are the things that people send around in line groups, like, and it's usually your parents that send them to you? I get them from that my generation. dad. Yeah. It's no big deal. I'm sure there are equivalents in other countries. Enter the Leslie Liao pick of the week, because... Song Tsai is on his own boomer meme right here. Do you see? He's got the, you know, he's on the border of this. His face is there. And there's 10 good practice mantras for you during this uh, trying time. Actually, I should say there are nine. Uh, it looks like 10. Look at the big pixelated picture of the flower in the background and tacky blue outline text. That's basically the essence of a Zhangbei Tu or a boomer meme. And <laughs> let's delve into the nine sayings, the good practice sayings that they have. All right, number one. Thank first-line medical professionals. Thank you. Number two, idea. don't spread misinformation. Mm -hmm. Number three, remember, no one wants to get sick, or in this case, get sick willingly. Mm. Number four, do not be prejudiced against the ill. Mm, that's good. Number five, do not antagonize. Number six, leave alcohol wipes to those who need them. And in the same vein, number seven, leave face masks to those who need them. Number eight, wash your hands with soap. And number nine... Avoid touching the eyes, mouth, and nose. Now, this is just one of so many memes featuring this adorable dog right here. I bet there's even more since I wrote this. <laughs> great, great PSA from him, right? All mm. we need to know, basically, for COVID-19. So right. cute. How we love dogs and yeah. cats and everything. All right, well, that is our hashtag Taiwan for the week. This is Status Update. Welcome to Status Update. I'm Shoddy Lin. And I'm Leslie Liao sitting in for John Van Trieste. Yes, and uh, well, this is a program where we get to your letters, your letters about our programs, what you heard and what you think about them and all that kind of stuff. Sorry about that. And so um, before we get to that, though, we're going to update our status a little bit here. Now, um, with the uh, you know coronavirus outbreak, I think a lot of people are staying indoors and not doing much, try to avoid public places. But you went to something um, that you couldn't stay out of, I guess, uh, because yeah. it was a friend's concert or something? Yeah, it was my friend's concert. She's the lead singer in a band. Uh-huh. And uh, she, this is the last concert their band's going to have, and they're going to have a hiatus for at least a year after that. And uh, she was having trouble getting tickets and the word out because of the whole virus yeah so i just i was just like you know what i'm just gonna put a mask on and go and she's a she's a very good singer she's a singer songwriter and um i actually helped them i'm actually credited on one of their albums as a lyric writer so Li what i have to go okay uh, do i know her probably you not. know I, uh, really? Yeah, oh. probably not. You're so sure. I'm very sure. Because you sure. know that I host a music program. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but her music is very niche. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So anyway, so you wrote a song for her? I did. Huh? Uh, what's, uh, can you give a little bit of like, what's the song title? No, or? she just, uh, I can't even remember what the song title was. It was just one day I was at work at my old job and she just came, she's my old coworker. She came over with her laptop. She's like, hey, can you uh, help me fill in some of these blanks and help me find some rhymes and make sure all the uh all the beats are on i'm like yeah sure and then i just in filled chinese in chinese or english 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 and oh. i filled in all the blanks and then she was just like all right great uh, i'll have, i'll make sure you're credited on the album oh, so wow. when that album came out i was sure to get one and sure enough my yeah. name was on it 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I see. Um, but you you were not given a job to f- help her think of a song title, does it? No, no. Oh, no, no, I no, get no, no. it. Oh, wow. Um, so what was it about? Love song? No. You no. know, most. Oh, okay. So what was the song about? I can't remember. It was it was the opposite. <laughs> it was a while of, ago, huh? It was the opposite of something positive. I'm very sure because that's the genre of her band. I see. Yeah, it's very uh, it's very heavy handed, and uh, the emotions that I would equate to it is not very probably the opposite of love. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Unloved. Unloved. <laughs> okay, I get it. So, were there a lot of people there, or the venue itself wasn't was small. all that big? Okay. Okay. And, uh, I could stand comfortably, which I don't think they. It, it's 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 not good for a band, you know, if that's the case. But then yeah. not a lot of people were there, but more than I would have expected showed up. So oh, that's a good okay. that's a good thing. All right, well that's good. And they're gonna take a break for years because somebody uh, in the band. Let me guess, is like you know he has to serve in the military you know it's the compulsory military service or something uh close the <laughs> one of the members of the band is actually moving to the states to study for a year oh so he oh, to uh, study for a year yeah and he's the lead guitarist and you can't very much have a band without your lead guitarist that's, right, that's what true. i'm thinking yeah okay so he's going to study english or he's actually studying a certain major studying music mm. music oh wouldn't, he wouldn't be like going to Boston, is he? No, no. The Ber- <laughs> Ber- are you thinking Berkeley College? Yes, That's Berkeley College of Music. Very, very nice institution. Oh, yeah? I'm sure he could get in, but he uh, he's going to Los Angeles. Oh, uh, so on the west side. Yes, the west coast. Okay. Oh well, good luck to him. That's great. Okay. All right. Well, at least somebody found something exciting to do over the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> great. Okay. Well, I hope that you guys are all keeping up and um, staying healthy. And staying clear of the, um, you know, of the virus. Um, let's all really pray for the best and for this to get over very, very soon. Yeah, yeah really. Um, for the sake of everybody and the economy and everything, right? Yeah. But anyway, anyway, anyway. So uh, let's get to the letters. Like, uh, like I said, we always love to hear from you what you think about our programs. Our address is PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. If you prefer writing emails, then the email address is uh, rti at rti.org.tw. And I believe that uh, English at rti.org.tw also works. Mm. And uh, we always love to have you leave comments on our Facebook and YouTube page. Thank you. Okay, so my first letter here is coming to us from Tim Braille of Malaysia. And uh, it says here, Dear friends at Radio Taiwan International, uh, greetings from Malaysia, and thank you for the previous QSL card pertaining to RTI's 90th anniversary. The 2020 calendar depicting various cuisine of Taiwan is also a welcome addition to my radio, uh, radio hobby collectibles and presently sits atop my desktop computer. As before, I'm submitting a number of reception reports. And uh, what I see here is that the first uh, reception was heard on February 4th. Uh, time monitored was between 0300 well, from, from 0300 till 0400 UTC at 15320 kHz. And simple rating was 55544. That's pretty good. Uh, exceptionally strong signal, clear audio content, occasional and slight fading. And uh, uh, I guess they got some kind of Chinese uh, radio station interference here uh, from a Mandarin-speaking broadcast to interfere with transmission. 
degrading reception to 54544, which I guess is still pretty good. Okay, so then he listened to the news, which was read by you, Leslie. And uh, reports included stories on Taiwanese being evacuated from China by chartered air- aircraft, air online Taiwanese job services screening applicants for coronavirus, and opening of a Taiwan Museum of Art. And then here in Taiwan, hosted by, well, I guess you and I and John Ventrias were in this episode, featured reports on face masks recently manufactured for school-aged children in Taiwan, sports that Taiwanese excel in baseball, badminton, and strangely enough, ice hockey. Oh, yeah, we talked about that. And lastly, a report on the reaction of 100-year-old trains in Taiwan. Then there was Ear to the Ground with Andrew Ryan, who compared the elevator of the St. Louis Arc and the Taipei 101 Tower, the latter having a high-speed elevator. And, and then my music program, Jukebox Republic. He also listened on February 9th, and um, he heard Curious John, hosted by John Ventrias, profile on the history of the town of Mai Liao. And Miss Wu of the Mai Liao Cultural Co- uh, Preservation Society discussed the town's past and its heritage. Also, Stroke of Light, hosted by Jake Chen, discussed artwork and sculpture of a Taiwanese artist. Then, Feast Meets West, hosted by Ellen Chu and Andrew Ryan, featured a topic on the coronavirus and animal-related food, Chinese-American food like uh, fortune cookies and chow mein, uh, lantern festival prayers and food for good fortune, as well as Taiwanese pop songs. Also, um, one of the songs uh, being named The Night Will Be Fine. Well, he also listened on February 11th, that was. Uh, mm-hmm. He heard Ear to the Ground as well, um, hosted by Andrew Ryan, highlighted the sounds of victory in Cologne, Germany for world football finals at restaurants with big screen TVs, preparing to watch the game of Germany versus Greece, and later Italy. And then my music program, highlighted songs about her indecisiveness of what to eat. Yeah, I talked about that. I'm a very picky eater, and I talked about that. And that found right? some so- yeah, yes. And then I found some songs related to that, like "Eat Whatever You Want" and "Eat Whatever You See." Yeah, can you believe that we did have uh, we do have songs like that in oh. Mandarin Chinese? So anyway, thank you very much for the details. That was again coming to us from Tim Braille of Malaysia. All right, I got one from one Mr. Alan Holder coming up to us from. England, actually, he was listening on a Texan PL-880 portable radio. His antenna is outdoors, a Wellbrook loop with an MFJ-1025 noise canceller. He's got a fancy setup. Anyway, he listened on Valentine's Day of all days, February 14th, 2020, between 1600 to 1700 UTC at 6180 kilohertz. Sinpo rating was 23442 and 24443 after 1640 UTC. He says it was a weak signal. There was interference from the Vatican on 6185 kilohertz. The Vatican? Uh, Really? Is that a first time? (laughs) Uh, He says there was some interference from China on some days. For example, February 12th and 13th, German Weather Service Station is also on the 6180 kilohertz. Um, frequency, which makes RSTI reception impossible here. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. And then he goes on to say, um, he writes us a very long and detailed letter. He says, Dear friends, I hope that everyone at the station is in good health. I'm in good health at least. Thank you very much. Thank you. To begin, thanks so much for sending yet another QSL card to add to my collection. The current series of designs marking RTI's 90th anniversary is very attractive. My compliments to the many talented artists involved. On a recent status update, a listener from UK inquired why no R- why RTI no longer has an English broadcast to Europe on shortwave. It is noteworthy that from the end of March, RTI will begin broadcasts in French to Europe via a relay in Bulgaria. 
This is in addition to your existing German and Russian services. Wow. Mr. Holder is very well informed. <laughs> RTI's internet service is without, without a doubt really good with the ability to listen to your programs in excellent quality at any time, plus the many videos which are available. However, the fact remains that practically all correspondence seems to come from South and Southeast Asia and from shortwave listeners. The shortwave may be old-fashioned, but it is easy to access, and simply by tuning across a dial, a listener can become attached to any station they may find which is, has interesting content. And I do believe Mr. Holder is attached to our content. Thank you very much, Mr. Holder. English is widely understood in many European countries, and there is a potential for gaining many more listeners who will then make use of your online facilities. I'm sure that you would also gain more listeners in North America by renting airtime on a relay in that continent. I know that WBCQ Radio is looking for potential clients at very low hourly rates. Do we not broadcast in Northern America anymore? Uh, no. So if anybody were to hear our programs, um, we're, we're very thankful. That's a great thing about shortwave. I know it comes all down to budgets, but it will be money well spent, and it will be good if RTI increases its accessibility on all platforms in order to counter the broadcast from Beijing, which saturate the radio dial. Without a doubt, the quality and huge variety of RTI's programming is highly commendable, and I can think of only one other international broadcaster that reaches your standard. Well, thank you. Every time I listen, I learn something new about your country, and I am especially interested in people's day-to-day -day lives, the culture, tourist attractions, not forgetting Taiwan's political scene. In recent weeks, your broadcasts have been given extensive coverage to the modern-day plague of the coronavirus. Let us hope that the disease can be contained, but with so much intercontinental traveling, viruses spread like wildfire. Production of a vaccine is predicted to take at least 18 months, yet some pharmaceutical companies are saying that at the moment it is not financially viable for them to do any research for a vaccine, which is typical for some firms. They only think about making profits. I've enjoyed many of your programs lately. That This month, I was interested in the Curious John report on the news of the Museum of Taiwan's Rail History. Here in Taiwan also included some great stories, including the one about farmers and the endangered leopard cat. Taiwan being number one world ranking in healthcare and the huge demand for face masks in the view of the coronavirus outbreak. I cannot ever recall seeing any person in the UK wearing a face mask in public. Welcome to Taiwan, Mr. Holder. You're going to see everybody wearing a face mask. To do so, I think, would be quite cause quite a bit of amusement and ridicule from others. However, the wearing of face masks seems quite commonplace in some East Asian countries. Finally, I am always interested in learning more about historical events in Taiwan, and it was nice to hear the recent Time Traveler edition, which described many foreign invasions leading to the construction of the Hobei Fort in Damshui. That's all for now. Sincerely, Alan Holder. Well, thank you for the long, well-thought-out letter. Mm. Mr. Holder, thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Now, this letter I have is uh, from Shin Makino of Japan. Uh, he listed in on February 5th um, at 15320 kHz. Uh, he heard the news, yes, uh, including the foreign ministry has lodged a strong protest against China's blatant disregard for Taiwan's independent sovereignty and the Taiwanese people's right to health. Also, ta that the Mainland Affairs Council says that the town is stranded in Wuhan. China returning to town is a win-win for both sides across the Taiwan Strait. And the ongoing coronavirus outbreak has affected many activities in Taiwan. The latest event that could be canceled due to fear of the virus spreading is the Tainan Half Marathon. I guess it probably was canceled uh, at this point, the uh, report. Um, 
and then also uh, and then an episode of uh, here in Taiwan uh, about web studying a study highlighting by National Taiwan Normal University a very good way to lower depression and anxiety about warning of uh, rat-borne diseases about cell phone addiction and about planting one billion trees Okay, uh, and the impressions, uh, comments rather, although there was a slight NHK broadcast, I received your programs while using SDR at Philippines. Most of today's news was about the new coronavirus. Well, thank you so much for the letter. That was Shin Makino of Saitama Ken, Japan. Well, I have another uh, Japanese listener, uh, Mikio Kohara. And uh, they are writing to us from Setsu City, Osaka. And I must say, the layout of this uh reception report is almost like a resume i dare say <laughs> they listened on february 1st and they said to radio taiwan international i had the pleasure of listening to your english uh, language broadcast i can understand english a little the next outline contents that i was able to enjoy listening well thank you so much for trying so hard to listen uh, we hope that you enjoy our programs. 15320 kilohertz. This SINPO rating bounced around anywhere from 34333 to 24332, then again to 35333, and then finally 35232. That's a bit of a jump. Yeah. Anyway, they were very detailed to tell us everything that happened minute by minute. So at 0300 UTC, they said start of English service. Now get this, Shirley. 0301 UTC was the news. Where they listened to the foreign ministry calling on the WHO to invert, invite Taiwanese experts. And then the cabinet says the outbreak will cause a downturn in economic growth. Government announced that it will start buying surgical masks. This was before the ration, I'm guessing. Taiwan and Macedonia extend a mutual visa waiver program. Oh, I think I was on the news this time, actually. 0309 was music. And then 0310. This is so detailed. UTC, Taiwan by number, 10th to 1st rankings of good ideas for the young generation. This was the uh, 10 great ideas for 2020 edition of uh, Taiwan Insider. Right. Uh, 0330 UTC, Taiwan Today, which is with Natalie, is an interview which talked about Taiwan's economic situation, TPP trade with the United States and Japan, relations with China, one China economic policy. And then uh, 345 UTC, Time Traveler, talking about historical development in Taipei City from the 1940s on. And then 335, 355 is Taiwan Explained. This is just very, very detailed. But the nice thing is um, they came in with one last uh, remark. They said, this, February, this is the February monthly report. RTI English service on 15320 kilohertz at 3 UTC for Southeast Asia. Condition of wave was fair uh, to poor for listening. In Osaka, it's February. There aren't very cold days. I'm worried about the outbreak of coronavirus in China. I pray for the health of everyone in Taiwan. I will continue to listening to RTI's English service. Thank you. And they actually signed it themselves with some blue pen, and they um, they stamped it with their own signet, which is very very nice. And we hope you're uh, you're staying safe, uh, Mikio Kohara. It's uh, we heard that the situation in Japan is also quite dire. That is right. And uh, we hope you guys are staying safe. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Status Update, and uh, we certainly love to continue to hear from you. So do write us if you're writing, you know, using paper and pen. The address is PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. If you're writing us by email, that would be english at rti.org.tw or rti at rti.org.tw. I hope that's not too confusing. Anyway, but we always love to have, receive comments from you on our Facebook page or our YouTube channel. Until next week, I'm Shirley Lin. And I'm Leslie Liao, sitting in for John Van Trieste. Goodbye.
Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6180 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6180 kHz. And in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.